Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we're here for another boardroom chat, number 133. That's how long we've been doing these, that's, every that's week. 133 weeks, huh? 133 so weeks. So how many years is that? Is it 52, 52? That's, yeah, that's, over, that's over two for sure. Over two. Yeah, what a blessing of the Lord. I hope you enjoy them as much as we enjoy them because God is so good and gracious. The only thing I, I wish the Lord would give me a little bit more time to talk about, and you know, you know, you know I'm come walking across the parking lot and or get to the office and wham, I said, uh, we need something here. <laughs> and, uh, and he gives us well, something. Well, I like that, that it's fresh off the press, basically. Yeah, it's praise the Lord. straight from heaven into our hearts, into your heart. Amen. In fact, you know him before me. I don't even really know. He gave me chap the, the book yeah. in, but that's all I really know. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you believe Jesus is coming? I do. When? Uh, well, he's, <laughs> when he's ready. <laughs> when he's ready. There you go. That's a good, that's because no one knows the day and the hour. Well, the scripture tells us that it's when all, when the gospel is preached to the old world. As then it shall was come. in the days of Noah. He gives it, a lot of indicators along the way. Oh, yeah. I know where it's close. The road signs. Yeah. Got to read the road signs. Well, I want to, if you got a Bible or an iPad or a telephone, I want you to go to the scripture so you can, uh, don't just believe it because you like us. Thank you for doing that. But, so, but. The Word of God must be first and foremost in everybody's lives. So, and everything you say should be backed up by the Word of God of course. when you're talking about past, present, and future of your life. So let's go to St. John 14, verse 1. And I really love verse 1. And I've used this so much in my... Actually, the first day I got saved. I mean, first time I began to understand Jesus Christ, I got born again. It says, let not your heart be troubled. So, you know, people get mad at me because I don't let it trouble me. I mean, that the world's troubled, but I'm not troubled. Why? Because he said, let not your heart be troubled. So you have a control over that. Oh, that's correct. Mm -hmm. There's no well, it's if your he decision. Said, if he says, let not your heart be troubled, evidently he's giving you the ability not to be troubled with it. Yeah, people say, oh, I can't control it. But yeah, you yes, can. Yes, you can. Yeah. See, let not your heart be troubled. And this is the reason why. If you believe in God, well, sure, certainly. Believe also in me. Mm -hmm. So notice that. In other words, Jesus said, I want you to believe me like you believe my father. And when you understand that, then you'll understand that your heart should never be troubled. That doesn't mean trouble don't come. Right. Let it come. Let it do what it got to do, like they say, but it makes no difference because we believe in God and we believe in Jesus the same exact way. Right. And the Amplified goes to describe what troubled means. Okay. And the way it says, <clears throat> do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on me. Believe in, and adhere to, and trust, and rely on me. Also on me. Oh, relied on God, so rely on me. Basically, then you might want to read that again. There, you can well, mix that up. Well, that's the amplified. Does this description read of it what slowly. believe means? I want her to read it slowly because <laughs> there's a reason for it. Let not your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. So Jesus equated himself with God because he was God. Exactly. You know, that's I true. mean, he was. That's what God said he was. He said he proceeded. He was birthed of the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father, but the Father was always was. Yes, in the beginning. And, and that Jesus was the was Word. The word. word is not was made. God. Was. Was. There's a vast difference. We've talked about that before. Then he says this in verse 2. In my father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I want to get to verse 3. Hmm. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And that's the King James Version. Mm -hmm. I want to talk today, that's why I asked you if you believe Jesus was coming, on the return of Christ, on the reception of Christ, 
on the reunion with Christ. Return, reception, reunion. The Lord told me to talk about that. I, I said, like that. I wrote a sermon on that many, many years ago, probably 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to go look it up. And I said, and sure enough, I didn't have the title. I didn't know where it was. Man, right, I was right. But it hit me like a ton of brick. The return of Christ. See, Jesus can't lie. There's one thing about God. He can't lie. So his return is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I believe, I personally believe it's coming in my lifetime. But so the return of Christ. Now, what is that going to look like? Well, the Bible says in other scriptures that as you've seen him go up, so shall you see him go down. I got a point. His return would be like his departure. Mm -hmm. It'll be visible. It'll be personal, it'll be literal, and it'll be locable, local. He has come as he went, a visible man. So we not, this is not spirit stuff. He will physically see Jesus come in a personal way, visible way, literal way, and local way. Yeah, well, the way he went, if you remember on that mount, the 500 were gathered around as he ascended, <clears throat> and they watched him go up in the clouds. So I believe he's going to come back first in the sure. clouds. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call the rapture of the church. Those that are dead will rise first. We who are alive and remain, I believe, will be here on the earth. We're sure. believing that that's what's going to happen. Then we'll be caught up together with him in the clouds. And that, that's the rapture of the church, which is different from the second coming of Jesus, which is when he comes and he puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, which is the return after right. the uh, seven-year uh, tribulation. tribulation. You know, because during that seven years, the church will be with Jesus at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Right. So, but he's coming back, and it's going to be in two different uh, types. Uh, that's why Think some people, it. when they read the scriptures, they're not sure what to believe. But when he returns as, as a believer, he's going to be in the clouds first. So when you understand that seven years of eating dinner, and you're not going to get fat. You always think about that point. Oh, yeah, I'll think about seven years. I'll get to eat a whole jar <laughs> extra crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> Praise God. I still love peanut butter. I'm well, like a kid. It's going to be a some jar to last seven years. I tell you what, it's man. It's going to keep replenishing that jar, I guess. Uh, yeah. Huh? I'll, 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 yeah, just keep replacing <laughs> that jar. So that is the return of Christ. Now, for you people that don't believe the way we believe, the reason why we believe what Jesus says, because, I mean, he has, what he says has disturbed the world for more than 2,000 years. <laughs> Now, no other religious leader is disturbed that much. Right. When Jesus says something, it comes to pass. Because right. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So right there in red, it's in your Bible, in red, and I'm going to read it again. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. So in other words, you're not going to heaven and you're not going to know where you're going to live. Right. He's already preparing the place. Now, why was he a carpenter on the earth? Well, if he was a builder of houses on the earth, wouldn't, wouldn't he be a builder of houses, mansions, or whatever, dwelling places right. in heaven, see? So there's the return of Christ, and it's going to be local. It's going to be literal, and I love that. It's going to be personal and visitable. Now, when you understand that, I mean, you will physically see this with your physical eye. So our salvation depends on something more stable than ourselves. See, in other words, we have to know that Jesus is coming. And we're not just believing this. We know in whom we have right, believed. Right. That's the return of Christ. We have now, that promise. The struggle has been over a thousand years is when. Right. And God said, no one knows the day of that. Even Jesus, he knows he's coming. But that, that's a direct command from the Father God right. to release Jesus to come and get us. Now, to get, and so will we ever be with the Lord? Now, I, re, I can't wait till I start my work in the eternity of eternity. I work a lot. On the earth. I mean, I mean, I don't think I'll ever have, I don't think the word retires in my DNA. And in fact, I was getting my hair cut uh, today, or actually the other day by the time you see this. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people see my hair is white and all that kind of stuff. And uh, my, 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 uh, my, I know my employees don't say that, but they, go, they think, 
cool. Man, what would happen if boss dies? <laughs> you know, oh, am I gonna have a job? Am I gonna do all I know how people, because when I sign contracts, long-term contracts, the first thing they do, they, they, like, I'm looking at you like this, they see my, they go, I see their eyes go up, look at my hair. I said, let me tell you something. This thing is gonna function whether I'm here or not. Because see, God didn't put all his eggs in one basket in Jesse the planters. He put all his eggs in one basket in Jesus Christ. Now I'm believing to see Jesus come because there's a whole generation that won't see that. Not afraid to die. Cross that bridge if I ever get there. But I really believe he's coming in our lifetime. That's the return. He says, I will come. That's right. And I want to tell you something. He is coming. And ladies and gentlemen, now we always try to figure out when. Well, <clears throat> Matthew 24, I think it's 14. As it was in the days of Noah, today that is exactly the truth. So shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. The gospel is being preached more now than it's ever been preached because of social media, because of broadcast television, because right. of satellites, all the different things. I mean, this thing is being set up. You right. got wars and rumor of wars. That's the, that's the beginning of sorrows. Right. Hurricanes, uh, tsunamis, earthquakes. That's been going on, for, I would almost say forever, but I mean, uh, for what I know, at least to the 1900s right. going on. Right. Now, when you understand this, uh, people say, what's well, causing all that is climate change. No. Listen to me, what's causing that is the inevitable return Hallelujah. of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ain't got the climate, ain't got diddly squat to do with that. See, the time is coming to a close. Right. But when Jesus is coming to that close, what's happening is all this begins to happen. Why is there so much evil? Well, I believe he's already left the planet heaven. I call it like that. And when, as he's coming, the Bible talks about Satan is the prince and the power of the air. So they're being, the demons and devils from hell are being pushed closer and closer the to pressure, the earth. Right. And because of that, it's causing chaos hmm. and all kinds of different things. People don't know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, or how to do it, including the church. Now, if they stick with the word and walk in the pages of Holy Writ, you'll do it. That's the return of Christ. Yeah. Now, that's great, but people never talk about the reception of Christ. I mean, okay, he returned. Now what are we going to do? We're just going to look at it? No. He says, I like this. He says, I will, and if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and watch this, and receive you unto myself. Hmm. Now what does that mean? That means congratulations in order. In other words, you won't, you won't have to go to the throne to see him. He'll be right there with you. Now, you can go to the throne when he's at the throne. Right. But, I mean, you are actually at his house, in a sense. You're in his very a reception. You ever been to a reception before? You used to have receptions before the wedding. See mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In other words, uh, a no, wedding. after uh, the wedding. Oh, after the wedding. After the in ceremony. Other words, you really begin, you don't talk to the bride, you don't talk much to the groom until uh, when he's walking down the aisles and all that kind of stuff. He's up yeah, at the, the front. Guests, the wedding yeah, guests. But at the reception... <clears throat> you take pictures, you eating finger foods or whatever they got, you know, and all that kind of stuff. In other words, you really begin to know each other at the reception. Mm -hmm. And what's at the reception is a party. You find people laughing, rejoicing, shouting, yeah. some dancing, and this all, it's just really going to be a wonderful time. Yeah. So that's the return of Christ, number one, the reception of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> I've been thinking about doing this, and I've been saying this probably for 40 years, and I've never done it. I've, I've been wanting to go and do what I call meet and greet meetings with my partners and friends of my ministry. Just go rent uh, different places all over America and just rent a hotel and get a, uh, what do you call it, a hotel ballroom or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I get to meet and greet uh, my partners and, and people that want to, you know, they see me on television, they see me, but they would like to talk to me physically, see me, not that I'm something, but I'm just, and you too. And uh, that way, I maybe speak a little message to them. You know, do a night, maybe in the morning, and, and then go home. But at least you get to meet people and then share with them the vision that God has given. You already know a lot of it. But, I mean, a one-on-one -on -one conversation is a lot better than on the telephone or text 
Yeah. Just something about being one-on-one -on -one right. with people. Right. You know, uh, uh, and, and, and so I, uh, don't hold me to it. I've been telling Kathy that for a long time, but I, I've, I've really been wanting to do that, and that's been percolating more in my mind. Well, that's what I mean by reception. See, so we can re I can receive you, you can receive you. You receive me. So when you have the return, you, he's got to come first. Then Jesus said, let's sit down and talk. Let's have uh, or something. Let's have conversation. Let's just enjoy each other. What it is, is starts out as religion, goes to relationship, then fellowship. Mm -hmm. And the reception is where you fellowship. Mm -hmm. i never forget there was a little boy. He's now grown up and a man. And uh, he was passing by my house. And he told his mom, let's stop at Brother Jesse's and have some fellowship. <laughs> you know, the first time you hear a child four years old, five, so let's have some fellowship, yeah, you know. That's but he's been in church, church a lot. Kid, yeah, that's yeah. a church kid, you know. You could say some fellowship. So there's the return of Christ. Uh -huh. There's the reception of Christ. Right. Now, there's something even better. Right. There's the reunion with Christ. Mm. That's, you see, that now we, it's like a husband and wife. The reunion of Christ, and, and let me say, show it in the verse 3 so you'll get it. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, the return, and receive you unto myself the reception, that where I am, there ye may be also the reunion. What does that mean? Hmm. Reunion means uninterrupted communion with him, our entire consecration to him. Wow. Uninterrupted communion with him. I find sometimes that you want uninterrupted communion with me. That you'll tell me if I'm talking, I'll be like, you'll say, Jesse, look at me when you're talking. Am I, explain yeah, to the people yeah, what I'm talking about. I want your full attention because yeah, yeah, you're yeah, looking look off eyes. to a distance. Yeah, she goes like this. And, I, and I, he knows when I'm thinking it because he says, I'm listening. I'm listening. No, I got not. it. No, you, no, you're, you're not. not. Yeah. I, got, I only have like maybe 10% of your Attention. No, I, and I'm I listening. Want 100%. Yeah, but you want my eye. You want me looking in your eyes. I want look me in the eyes. You know that kind of stuff. And you uh, want the same. I've noticed you want the same thing. If I'm busy doing something and you're talking, yeah, you but say, see, wait, stop. You have that. a hard time doing two things at one time. But I do two things at one time many times. That's not a, that, that's not a criticism. <laughs> grow, baby. Just grow. Help with Jesus. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. And I understand. I want that. See, you need to be more teachable. Yeah, I need to be more. Me need to be oh, more. Yeah. Okay. Un we all know that. Okay. We'll make a talking? comment. He's, yeah, let he's, me tell you, y'all don't know this woman. She's, she's sweet in front of this camera. But, in, but anyway, and she's still sweet after she gets off the camera. I know people say, he's going to die when they go off the air. No. Uninterrupted communion. And that you, it's hard to get that when you talk like that. <laughs> that is really true. <laughs> Listen to the point I wrote it. Reunion means our uninterrupted communion with him, our entire consecration to him. Mm. I can explain it that way. I was at Holy Rosary Catholic Church, 11 o'clock a.m., June the 6th, 1970, standing in the front with nine other people that were standing there. there was, actually, I told them 18, well, 20, 18, 19, 21 people, 22 people that stood in our wedding. And but yet, you had the, the, wait, now watch the this. Men that and were people were looking, they were sitting in there waiting for you to come. I don't know if you and remember. And the bridesmaids this. came Yeah, the bridesmaids the on the way. other side. No, the bridesmaids weren't there neither because they got to come right, down now. That's the why aisle I first. said you only had the men. You only had the Now, nine. watch people looking like this. And they were still talking. We didn't have uninterrupted uh, communion. Who? Who are you talking about? We. But the I'm the, to the groomsmen you. and me. Okay. We're standing there, even though I am just as important in this marriage as her. 
<laughs> you know, at least I thought I was. <laughs> and anyway, watch. Even the priest is there, but they ain't paying nobody paying too much attention to him neither. They're just looking at a smile and going, waiting for. But all of a sudden, that, the go, the go, uh, that big organ goes, da 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 da, some kind of something like something like that. I don't know how it does it. <laughs> and then Kathy comes. First comes the bridesmaid. Here they come walking. All attention was gone from us. Gone completely. As it be. We did not exist for a few <laughs> seconds because the whole church stood up, turned around, and began to watch each bridesmaid come down that aisle. Actually, they don't stand till the bride comes in. The bridesmaid. Well, they seated. stood. I remember that. They all stood because I, I, I thought maybe I ought to get their attention. I'll sit down. Is what I was thinking, you know, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, they all did. Okay, I said until the last one came. You still hesitated. I don't know what y'all were doing back there at that little foyer in that church. It, it wasn't really a foyer. I don't know what it was. But just an entrance, I guess you could say. Then, I mean, and then people thought, will she ever get here? Because you had nine of them, man. They just, they just kept coming. And just kept coming, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. When they all, Kathy don't remember this. When they all came down, you still in the back. Then the church sat down. And then that the, that bridal uh, song or something began to play. I don't know if it was on the organ or pipe organ or whatever, whatever, you know, the, the thing. I and have to take then, your word for it. I wanted, yeah, wasn't in the room you yet. Went, you weren't in the room. Then, I knew what they were supposed to do. Then the church <laughs> stood up and the doors opened up and here comes Kathy with her father going down, coming down the aisle. Here comes the bride. Now that was uninterrupted communion. Nobody looked at the bridesmaids. Nobody looking at the groomsmen. Nobody looking at the priests. Hmm. Nobody looking at any of that, including the little ring bearers and all that kind of stuff. But when Kathy and her dad walked, and her dad, he was kind of a erased out too, till he got to the front and kissed you on the cheek or whatever, and then he presented you to me. And all eyes was on her. That's what I mean. That is reunion. Now watch this. Reunion turned into union. The minute your daddy lifted your veil, kissed you on the cheek or whatever, he turned around, he shook my hand, and then he backed away and he gave me your hand and and not there. Then we be, union came. We came and we stood before the priest, that the, the priest of the church. Mm-hmm. Words began to th- come forth from the priest. None of us were saying anything. Right. We were just standing there waiting for him to ask us a question. Do you take this, you know, and, but you had to say a bunch of words before. Lover, cherish her, <laughs> blah, blah, this and that. Swear your life to her. <laughs> you know, she swear your, his life to her. I mean, boy, I mean, they, they tying this sucker down, boy. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, and you say, I do. Then you had to have something to put on that girl's finger and on that man's finger as a covenant agreement, token, token. which was a ring that you can't find where it starts or where it stops. Right. That's why they say that, you know. And, and of course, that's the wedding. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's going to happen at the return, the reception, and the reunion when Jesus comes. Yeah, and when describing that in the scriptures, it does parallel it to <coughs> our marriage. That's right. The marriage supper of the lamb it talks about. So it's, well, it's They a, call it's us the connection. bride, but actually we're the body because that's, see, now that's union. Mm-hmm. You become 
one. one. And that was his prayer always, that we would be one here on the earth. His father, Jesus, when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, his father and him were one, and he prayed mm -hmm. that his disciples would be one so that yeah. the world would know. So the reason I'm, why I'm so excited, because I know his return is inevitable. That's right. I know his reception is going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I know his reunion is going to be everlasting. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Now, I wonder what words. It's not recorded in the Bible. This is just my thought. <clears throat> I wonder what words the Father is going to say over us. Mm. Think about that. What is he going to say? Because that priest had to say something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What the father? I mean, I, it may be because all, all communion would be on Jesus. Is the, uh, This is my beloved yeah. son in whom I am well pleased. Yeah. Well, he sees us as his body. You know, right. Jesus is the head. We're part of the body. So finally, we'll all be reunited in, with hev in heaven. You know, right now it's the father and the son. Holy Spirit's on the earth with yeah. the body. Right. And one, one day, all of us will be united together the way it was intended to be. God the Father, the God beginning. the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and mankind. Right. And the only ones that can sit down in God's presence is us. Hmm. The angels have to stand at attention. But he made us the sit. In, uh, you know, I'm talking the about the mankind. Sons, small s, right. And the human race. Mm -hmm. Sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And let me tell you something. When you're invited to the... Uh, to the top, to the front, to the Diaz, like they say, uh, and you invited to sit down, that means you have become royalty right there. You see what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and it is, the, but I still would like to know, and I guess it's going to be kept a secret, what will the father say? I know he's going to say something. I mean, this is going to be one of the most fantastic, th we're going to talk about this for eternity upon eternity upon eternity. I don't know. Right, I call right. it the eternity of eternities. Right. I don't know how else to say it because it's so vast and so big. You see, he is coming, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we want you to say. That's why me and Kathy do all this work. You know what I hope work. he'll say? I hope he'll say to me, and I'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's the word that I choose. I really yeah. want to hear. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are things that I know I'm a born-again believer. I know that I, I, I have know a place Jesus in heaven. Yeah. But day to day, there are things that I'm, God wants me to fulfill, wants me to do. I want to make sure that we're doing everything that oh, God yeah. has called us to do. Well, so that in that day, like you've often said, instead of saying, well, you know, you missed it here. Because yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to get rewards when we oh, get to yeah. heaven. There's the, the judgment seat, also called the Bama, where you come and you get your rewards. Platform. That's for the believer. That's much different than the great white throne, throne right. judgment, which was later. But I, I guess maybe that'll happen during the uh But to seven, say what he, is, it's going to be one of the most wonderful things ever. Because for the first time in a long, long time, well, for the first time ever, all of us will be home. It's like the whole family coming for Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, or Thanksgiving, whichever one you, uh, you can get your whole family. Usually, you know, you, it's very hard to get the whole family for Christmas and Thanksgiving. One's always out. But when everyone comes, I remember my grandmother one time, and boy, my, my grandmother had eight children, and, uh, and, and there was always somebody had to work. But there it was, was one, and I remember this uh, because it, it was so profound, her look on her face. She said, all my children are here. Mm -hmm. That included the grandkids, all my cousins, and all of them. And it was one of the one of the most amazing things you ever seen. What I saw such, well, I want to say satisfaction, mm -hmm. love. She would Joy. like she was hugging all of us, 
all at one time. That was my grandmother mm -hmm. on my mama's side. And uh, I'll never forget that. And it, and it was an amazing. So think, multiply that a couple of quadrillion billion times better when this all happens. What a day. What a day, yeah. That, what a day is going to be. What yeah. I, I mean, love that also. I mean, when you understand, how can you, I mean, why would you want to backslide when you got this Jesus who will never leave you or forsake you? Mm. And I really think all these other creatures, and then, you, you know, man, our minds can't even grasp just our universe. And we now know that there's multiple universes out there. They, you know, uh, that he's going to be showing us to all the others he's created. The creation, right? Uh, all mean, of his creation. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of the most amazing things you've ever seen in your life. See, so we were talking that day, and we're constantly working. Thinking, well, you know, if we can do this or do that, do come up with a new idea, blah, blah, this. We're not looking to retire, not because um, we want to ride off into the sunset. No, <laughs> it's that God, this is not a job to me and Kathy, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. This is a calling. Right. Well, it's the same thing with our marriage. This is not a, just a, a job. Uh, it's a calling. You know, God called you to me and called me to you and tied that knot together and linked it and linked it to him. Right. See, that it should be forever. That's, how, that's why God said in the marriage, what God puts together, let no man put asunder. But I'm going to say this, and I might get criticized for this. There's some marriages God didn't put together. Well, I know that's You true. know, that, that's a fact. There's some that didn't put together, and they didn't last very long, and they separated. You see, and things of that nature, because, um, well, I guess you've you got to understand, when you stand before that kind of authority, you better take, Take it very serious of what that authority is saying. Right. Because it's meant something on and earth and in heaven. it's true, too, that God put them together, that, but that some walked away. Just, you know, just because they separate doesn't mean they never should have been together. Right. But each one in the marriage relationship needs to do their part. They need right. to be selfless. They need to be, instead of being selfish, which a right. lot of people are, and God has to be first in each one of our lives. In fact, the first five years of our marriage, we did not know God. I knew God after about three years, and then it took about two more years before Jesse right. was born again. So things were very different in those early years, and like I often say, we had five years of hell. Right. The rest has been heavenly. And the hell was me. I, 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 I mean, I'll take the hit, because it was me, because I'm going to be totally honest. You were very selfish. Well... I, I, in, in one sense, but no, not to in be mean. Every sense. My whole <laughs> life, my whole life was in career. In every sense. <laughs> and then not in every sense. Oh, yes. Oh, God, man. I mean, you spent all my money. I mean, that's not, that's I not being so. I totally selfish. did not. <laughs> you know? you can even well, you know why you that. can't? Because you can't. She can't. Well, I told her that now. She can't. Uh uh. You're looking at one blessed puppy here. You understand what I'm saying? I don't mean that bragging. What happened was, is that uh, this reunion, and, uh, it, it, God gave me a point. I want to read it. It's divine friendship. Or this divine friendship is purifying. It's redeeming. It's uplifting. It's transfiguring. Praise God. I mean, it think is. about that. It truly is. Now, it's great to see Jesus coming in the cloud, but that's not the best part. The reception is going to be better than the return. Yeah. And then the reunion, never. It's forever. Forever. And it's going to be one of the most wonderful things. That's why we're constantly preaching. That's why we ask partners to support our ministry. Not so we can get your money. So we, so there's 7.8 billion people on this planet. They need to know Jesus because this thing is in chaos. You get Christ in you. Well, what about the church? The church is in chaos too because a lot of times God is not ahead of that church. 
You got a bunch of junk going on. There's you mean no the physical building, not right. the church of Jesus, right. which is the There should body. be no schism. I preached this the other day. We shouldn't we have a bunch of churches when we should have one church. You know what I'm saying? One. Well, we, we, the churches today are trying to build a neighborhood. I was preaching that the other day. When we should have a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. A brotherhood. That's what I liked about your family. And I, I didn't have that in my family, but Kathy did. I mean, she got a, a five sisters and one brother. Uh, uh, brother's now in heaven. But when they got together, that's amazing. And I mean, how much they love each other, for a better way to say it. And... I mean, you could, they could have saw each other two days ago, and they're like dogs. They come back in the house. They ain't seen each other in 100 years. Like, how y'all doing? You know, he start talking. You know, a dog, you walk outside. He come back like he ain't seen you in 100 years. He's, and I like that. That's a wonderful thing. And uh, to see those things. I didn't have that. We didn't have that, um, I don't know what you call it, relationship or whatever. I don't, I'm not being critical of my family. Just, we just didn't. We didn't have, affection wasn't shown very much. Let me just say that. I think it was there, but it was never talked about. Mm-hmm. But then if it's not talked about, then how are you going to feel it or know it? That just makes right, common I sense, you see. It, it was a dysfunctional. Yeah, she called it. She's trying <laughs> I, to be I nice. I can tell you that's, that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I ain't got a chance, people. I'm yes, just yes, telling it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. <laughs> you know, like that song says, you know. So when you understand that, but they get together and they just start talking. And, and I mean, it, it's, it's a nice thing to see. And, you know, your family, really, a lot of them were in church. We really weren't in church. But, you know, there's still principles that have to be followed because just because you know the Lord, not everybody that gets born again and knows the Lord actually gets into the Word and applies it and puts it into practice every single day so that it can change your life. So we all, we're all growing. Your family was not perfect. Of course, I know probably the enemy was attacking you because y'all, your parents did make a, a stand. Yeah. But uh, at, we, we really weren't religious people in our family. I didn't grow up uh, really in church. When well, it came to love, I think did. y'all were religious. Y'all loved each other. We understood And y'all that. said it We lot. clung to each other. You know. Yeah. Well, and maybe because... It, it, My mom and dad divorced, so we all clung see, together. We never My had mother was very loving, even though she came from a household that was not. She was abused. She was, but so for her to take that total change the way she did was really supernatural. The way yeah. I think when I think about it, for yeah. her to forgive her family because they really physically beat her, and uh, didn't let her go to school because she was supposed to help the, the her mother who I she said. I think they tied her to a bed, huh? Something they like well, they tied her to a post and a post. whipped her like that, and she was awful. She never whipped up whipped us. You know how people say that you know if you were abused, you're going to be an abuser. Well, my mom didn't. She she broke that curse, right. and she was. I don't remember ever getting a spanking. I think we did once when we were giggling. It was well, very, y'all excuse my friends, but I've had the hell beat out of me <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you want That's Woo! what I, I, I mean, You were abused. You I really, I really believe I was. I, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking whelps. I'm talking cuts. I'm talking blood. Yeah. I mean, ooh, today you'd go to jail for that. Yeah. You know, but, they, but in those days, I don't know. I guess they just didn't do and that. And then that way, you did, we didn't do, do that for Jody. We were very careful. We, we weren't abusive to her. But your brother went that way. He was abusive to his children, as I recall. You know, some people react different ways, but we know that when we trust in Jesus, he can help us no matter what the past has been. If you really want to change it, you can. You don't have to follow the path that your family took. You can make a decision to have a loving and a kind family. I'm thinking about this couple who, in their marriage vows, they're both in heaven today, but in their marriage was Lou and Harold Nichols, Lou and pastors Harold Nichols. of a church. Wonderful people. In Fort Worth area. Is Fort this Worth, the Texas. Still living? 
I don't I know Brother Harold is I, it? I thought they were both in heaven, but I could be wrong. But anyway, I remember they said they put it in there. They both grew up in a homes that were uh, very loud and argumentative. I don't know, may have had abuse. I don't know. There were definitely was probably verbal abuse. And they made it in their vows that they would not have that in their in their house. And they never argued. They told us. Remember, we went to Israel with them one year. I we, never. we asked them a little more pointedly about that. And they said, no, we never have argued. But they said, but sometime where they were, we went three days without talking. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there was no even shouting. even a commitment. No shouting in the home. Well, my oldest brother, she was talking about, he's now in heaven. Uh, I, I, you know, I told, I said, I thought you punished your boys too much, and, too, he, he, and he did. He was harsh, and he, I mean, he hit them. I mean, they don't throw his about it. And he's, and you know, he tried to explain. Well, I was trying to get him to stay on the straight and narrow. I said, well, you know, you should have learned because Daddy would did to you, and you was in jail, and they were in jail doing all kind exactly. of stuff. But he did apologize. But I'm not taking up for him. But he thought that's the only way you could do that. No, that's not he true. Was wrong. You know, you, you just have to sit and think. He, a little he had bit. to come to the point and realize he was wrong. And he and, did. And I he think did. he did. He, he told them it. that too. Mm -hmm. He really did. And he apologized. And they took. And, I, and they accepted his apology. There are they, a lot of families, it. a lot of children that grow up in that abusive situation. It's very heartbreaking. Well, a lot of them that's what love means. So they allow it to well, happen. Well, they don't. They don't know what love is. No, that's right. That's so true. But in this, God doesn't treat us that way. God's no. a loving Father. He. Oh, I believe you, He whips you, us spiritually, you, meaning that in the Word of God, He'll show us the truth. But He's not an abusive Father. No. Well, you opened up a can of worms then when you said that. See, a lot of people think God is very abusive. You know, my, he sent that hurricane, killed people. No, no. What happens is, you know, the Bible said, whom God loveth, he chastised. That doesn't mean he's beating you with a stick and trying to kill you. Jesus couldn't go to funerals, ladies and gentlemen. He messed them up. He didn't do those kind of things. But you have to discipline. There's all different types of discipline. Don't misunderstand me. And I, I, But what I'm saying is spare the rod, spoil the child. I'm not saying not have a spanking. I don't know. Uh, today, that's almost unheard of. You know, you don't do those things. And so what has happened is a lot of people, children have lost respect for their parents. And, and, well, the book and, of Deuteronomy tells us how we're to train our children and talks about how, and, and people resort to doing it a, a, a way maybe they learned as they were, when they were growing up because they failed to do this other thing. And Deuteronomy talks about the way you train a child is that while you're talking, you spend time with them. While you're walking down the street, while you're sitting here, while you're going there, you're talking and discussing, and they're learning through your example. Right. Not by them just letting them basically do life on their own, and when they mess up, you beat them. That's not God's way. His way is to gently guide and train every moment of every day, letting them see your life, see how you go to God when you have a problem, that you pray and you ask the Lord to help you. And yeah. they watch and observe I, that, and that's how they should be. That's how we should be raising our family. There, there should be discipline to children, but it, shouldn't, but it shouldn't be violent. Violence should not be a part of discipline. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And I think people think that they're going to whip a kid till they get him and say, well, that's, or whip an animal. Right. That's violent. They, they, no. no. In other words, you, uh, that, that animal, if you talk to that animal, that animal can understand it's some things. It's called training. It's, it's not training. called, you know, Yeah, but most people destroying. you're seeing today, they use violence as discipline. But I, I mean, that's what God would say. He said, you spat a rod, spoil a child. He wasn't talking about being violent where you hurt someone to the it's point of no return. It's a training rod. You just, right. Yeah, there's just common sense, you know. But a lot of people, it's not, it's that's not too common them. Mm. But think about this. Who Think about this. In, in the eternities of eternities, there will never be a lie. Hallelujah. There will never be a rape. Mm. There will never be a murder. A theft. Or a, a theft. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Or harshness. Or har there will not be severe weather. Mm. Oh, I like that. There will be no fear. 
No fear is beautiful. So wherever you live, you Peace. won't have to worry about hurricane season, earthquake season, fire season, you know, whatever they call it. Uh, None of that. Yeah, all of that really describes that word peace, who Jesus is. And what is the all The prince that? of peace. That's violence. And that's, that's caused by Satan. Think about right. that. All that satanic. Once Satan is gone and God gives us a new heaven and a new earth, God gets rid of the stain. That's why he has to destroy this planet. Right. Because the stain of sin is on it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what, and, the, and the people said, that's just unbelievable. That's why you got to go. Right. You see, that's what the return, the reception, and the reunion is mm. all about. And you know, I can try to explain it as best as I can, but I, I'm not, I'm barely scratching this because even myself, I will be surprised beyond, I guess, my mind or whatever it may be, um, of just how wonderful it is to be in heaven. Mm. But here's something that I enjoy that scripture in our Father Prayer. His will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. Right. Now, people criticize me because I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm living spiritually, physically, and financially here like as if I'd be living in heaven. And I, I mean, that's, I'm not bragging about that, just the way it is. I mean, I, I just enjoy going to bed and getting up. And what can I do today that I'm, you may glorify God? I got up early this morning. I have a routine. You know, I do my devotional I do my exercise, I do all this, kind of, and then Kathy has a routine, she'll get up, she'll go make her coffee, blah, 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 and then she'll do her devotional. You know, we have routines and things of that nature, and, um, uh, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't struggle in any way, shape, or form in those kind of things, and I don't mean that pridefully, it's because when your mind is stayed upon God, that doesn't mean I, I, I haven't made mistakes, I'm misunderstand me, I've made mistakes, but I'm very sensitive to his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and or very sensitive to his touch. See what I'm saying? Well, I want that to happen to people all over the world. Right. So I want partners. I want you to understand. We are not lazy with your seed. I'm going to bring joy wherever I go. You know, John Hagee called me the apostle of joy 40 years ago, and it stuck. I'm going to bring joy to people. I can get them out of depression. I'm not bragging. I can get them out of despondency and discouragement. I know how to get rid of discouragement. Mm-hmm. Jerry Savelle, a great friend of mine, said, Jesse, you're such an encourager. Well, I've been discouraged so much, I would prefer the encourage instead of discourage. But, so that's what you do. That, when you send your finance, that's what we do. That's why I was preaching. Kathy was in one state preaching. I was in another state preaching. What we're bringing, we're knocking out these things. So that's what we're doing with your seed to bring people into the, into the knowledge of who Christ is. So if you're a partner... Thank you. If you want to become a partner, all you got to do is go to jdm.org. That's my website. If you want to give, hit the donate thing. You can do that. You can use PayPal. You can text to give if you want. Or you can just mail in uh, 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 the old way, a check uh, as a donation, whatever. But I've said it so many times, and I really mean this. If you don't want to be a partner, then don't. You don't, need to, you don't have to give. Please. But I ask you to please keep watching the boardroom chats or whatever we do and, and, and all that stuff because it's designed to help you. But we'd love you to be a partner. I mean that. Now, some people have criticized me. I've heard him say this. I read one of the comments. He said, if you're giving money, uh, you, he's, he's saying you're giving money so Jesus will come quicker. Well, that's really true. That's not. I'm not trying to get money from you. The Bible said when the gospel is preached to the world, the end shall come. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish it was free. I, <laughs> I wish flying over across the ocean whether it's commercial or private, would be free, but it's not. 
So it takes that, and that's because people are in business to do that kind of work. That's fine. But I'm bringing that gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, I bring joy, and I want to do that. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I, I really mean that. And it, there's never a day that uh, we, we go without praying for our partners, mm -hmm. praying for our friends, whatever. If we hear somebody sick, we usually stop right there and start praying. We might be sitting in our den or whatever, family room, Kathy calls it. We just stop and pray about it. And, and hear something, well, let's get, you know, Bible said two of us agree. And that's what it's all about. So you got to understand it. And I got to read this again. Let not your heart be troubled. That right there ought to make you smile. Yeah, it does. And listen to it in the Passion Translation, okay. verse 1. This is John 14. I love the Gospel of John. It's so powerful. It says, don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you've believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. I love the connecting verse to that, which is verse 27. And it's telling you how that you handle that. How do you uh, conquer that fear? It says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. So he says, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I love that. Well, you know, I can say this, and to God be the glory. Uh, when Hurricane Ida was hitting us, we stayed to help people. And that was rough, just like what just happened in Florida. You don't want to go through those things. If you can't evacuate, don't misunderstand me. I, uh, but I mean, 168 mile an hour gusts was in on my backyard. 145 mile an hour sustained wind was hitting us with everything. Thank God I have a very strong home, strong place. But I was not afraid uh, because, you know, God told me to stay. You do. So yield I could to be fear. a help. You don't yield to fear like I will not yield. Now, I could have yielded to fear. You can't let trouble grip your heart. Yeah. So when you have I see, to make a decision to be courageous. Well, I just tell people this, you know, they say, well, look how bad the world is. At. Everything's falling apart. No, everything is falling in place. See, and I mean that. All this stuff is not happening because we're putting carbon dioxide in the air. The end is coming. You can see, and you know how I know that so much? If we go to a mall, and people know I'm a minister, know you, a lot of times, how are you doing, Reverend? Do you think this is the end time? How many times have I been confronted with that? Uh, what do you think? You know, I mean, people are concerned about what's going on. Yeah. And I tell them, yes, I really believe that because there's a return of Christ coming. But then there's that reception. Right. And then there's that reunion. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that. That's, I want to talk about that today. Yeah. And in other words, uh, is Jesus coming? Yes. Will we have, have time to... Uh, have fun with him? Yes, that's the reception. Will we be with him for everlasting? Yes, that's a reunion. Yeah. In every area of our lives. Yeah. See, we never think, me and you, according, uh, we, we married till death do us part until Jesus comes. Oh, that's, well, that's the they way. put that in the vows, but I didn't know any better back then, but it's, I'm going to be married eternally. Amen. And so are you. Well, you gotta, okay. I, you, I, she you know, she it's, just it's, wrote her chapter and verse there. Well, That's First Kathy, no, chapter 2, no, verse 1. No, we said that we don't plan to remarry no. if something would happen. And, and there's we nothing wrong. We don't expect that, of course. <coughs> so you said that you always be well, a married to be, you drink something. Yeah, I think it's got a little. <laughs> but uh, we'll always be married. So really, uh, I don't see death to us part because we're never going to part. We're yeah, going to be yeah. uh, married and connected I, I told in Kathy this morning, <laughs> I got a little, uh, um, what do you call it, my, uh, tickle in my voice. frog. <laughs> and when I laugh, I go, <laughs> I said, God, I sound like I acted George C. Scott when I laughed because he had that real rough voice. 
And, th- and that's also from preaching a lot, just talking all the time and going. I, I, uh, the the uh, throat muscles, I probably use my vocal cords more than anything else in my body because that's what I do. You're preaching you're almost 24-7 or talking or doing whatever. And God's been so good and gracious. So listen, I don't want you to miss the return of Christ. I certainly don't want you to miss the reception. And you should never miss that reunion. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about when you said that earlier about, when, when I brought this up about how those, the, those about 500 people were gathered around right. when Jesus ascended. But I want to read the words that the angels spoke to the crowd there that day, if you don't mind for a moment, <coughs> that were, uh, that were <coughs> at, on that mount and they watched Jesus ascend. And I referred to it, but I want to read it to you because it's in Acts chapter 1, um, verse uh, 10. And it, and it says, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, meaning Jesus, and it was his 500 people. We know that from the book of Corinthians, how Paul said there were about 500 that were there. It says, he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go to heaven. So that was the promise right there from nature school. We don't need to be gazing up in heaven. He's going to come back. We don't need to be focused on when, but the fact that he is coming back and our assignment now is to occupy until he comes and to make sure that as many people as possible, those that God has assigned to us, to let them know that God loves them and that he is coming back for them and they could go to heaven with us, all they need to do is believe Jesus in their heart. And that's the, the whole truth of the beauty of the gospel is that this is available for everybody. What scripture is that? That is Acts chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. All right, read that thing about those two men. Say that again. The two men, this is the King James Version. It says, uh, verse 10, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as they went up, as he went up, behold, two men stood Stop. by them. Stop. Those angels looked like men. They sure did. See, the, so they didn't have wings. This reminds me. There are me of, angels without wings. Right. This reminds and there are me, angels with wings. Reminds me of your new book, which is yeah. coming out any day but, now, yeah, I think. Yeah, The Hidden Help. The Hidden I Help. I hope you can order it and get it. it it's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. In fact, we did a boardroom chat. Maybe we ought to rerun that boardroom chat once we get our books coming in. And, and so people well, can we kind of put be, it on the broadcast a did? while back. Okay. You know. And, uh, but it's, it's, I call it the hidden the help because you don't see them. Hmm. But then yet, you've entertained angels unaware and not even realize it. Right. But right there, those people, those two men, see, I, I, the people of Galilee didn't realize that, that those men were angels right Well, there. it says in the Amplified, and while they were gazing intently into heaven, as he went, behold, two men dre- dressed in white robes, Mm-hmm. silently stood beside them. So mm-hmm. they just appeared. That's right. I mean, that's that just point. amazing. I wonder what the other translation Yeah, get the other one. See. see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, God takes on, uh, his creatures take on all different types of, um, well, if Satan become, can become an angel of light, then why can't uh, an angel look like a man or uh-huh. look like a woman or whatever? You know, just, just to get the point over is what I'm saying. Right, right. You want to read something? It's you said? all it's all pretty much the same thing. I see. So white robes. Okay, I, I want to read this first on the, uh, this point that God gave me on the return of Christ. The return ought to be the prominent subject of Christian aspiration and desire. The Bible said the rock's going to cry out. Oh yeah. Nature is going to scream. It's right now. Nature is groaning Ooh. for His return. Yeah. It also talks about. So I mean, so think about that in that little in that one little verse three of Saint John fourteen is the return, the reception, and the reunion. 
And I'm going to read it in King James again. And if I go and prepare a place for you, which he has, I will come again. Return and receive you unto myself. Reception. That where I am, there you may be also reunion. When Praise you understand God. that, if you keep going on, then you'll get to verse 12 where he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father. You got to understand something about Jesus. When he left, he left his power here. Right. So that we could use it and live on a daily basis. Right. And that's the power of eternity to use his name. Right. So I want you to think about that today. And that's our theme for this year has been all this year. Go, go do, do the, the work. work. That's on our cup. You <coughs> on there. Mine's on that's right. Yeah. This side. Go, go do, do the, the work. work. And uh, when you do it, but there's no other choice in the matter. I got a great testimony okay. from someone called Songbird. That's her handle. It's, I don't know what from the, uh, I'm not sure where it's come from with platform. It says, <coughs> blessings from Ontario, Canada. I love your teachings as it always challenges me and causes me to think. It gives me a new hunger and thirst to continue to grow and reach out and touch other people's lives. Praise God, I have a new friend in the Lord. I said the sinner's prayer with her the other day, and she asked Jesus into her life Praise and God. renounced her involvement in going to mediums. Glory. Isn't that a blessing wonderful? to God? God is doing so many great things. You have another one real quickly? I do. These are great. Uh, this one, Winifred says, good morning from Australia. I know this is morning mm -hmm. whenever this airs for the first time. Maria says, I'm so grateful to everyone. I'm healed in the eyes of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I'm cancer-free. Amen. Praise the oh Lord. God. And then this one, Kathy spells her name properly, like my name. Mm -hmm. Kathy says, I received I received the anointing of increase in the mighty name of Jesus. So be it. Your partner from Texas. Let me just say this. The anointing of increase is on me, on Kathy. It is on me. That's, I, I'm going to tell you something. My partners, I, I believe all of them will be debt free. I'm, that's what I believe for. It is on me. God will honor you and bless you when you give to this ministry. And I, I'm just not trying to get something from you. All people give to me personally. I mean, I walked across the parking lot yesterday as a person gave me $640 as I was walking across the concrete. Wow. I didn't even know it was coming. And I said, hundredfold. It is on me, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I expect you, if you are part of my ministry, you command and demand that increase that's on me that God has given me to come upon you. Mm -hmm. And it will. And right. don't let nobody talk you out of it. Because you can use those finances to live better if you want or to give it away. Do whatever you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any difference, you know what I mean? But you should receive it because you have a right to it. And I mean that's to say, so let me just say that as we close. Don't forget that he's coming. Yes, That's the is. return. That we're going to have a reception, and we're going to have a reunion, and it's going to be one of the most glorious, well, eternity upon eternity. And we're preparing for that and right now. Everything we do, every, every post we make, every, Everything. every chat we have is all about spreading the good news about Jesus. We're preparing the whole world to receive him. Completely, 100%. And we want and, you to go. And we want you to go. So, <laughs> partners, I want to close out saying thank you for help us do that. Mm -hmm. Without your faithful financial support, this couldn't be done. Mm -hmm. I told that to one of my employees yesterday. I said, look around here. Everything you see was built by faith. Mm, that's true. Everything. Everything. And it continues to build it. And we continue to go, we believe by faith for you to be a partner. Yes. And then when your finance comes, we don't go, oh, let's put that in our pocket. No. 100% of your giving goes into world evangelism. And we're praying Me, for you to have the increase yes, the same and thing. your family to prosper. Everything you set your we're hand to do. We're debt free. You should blessed. be debt free. Mm -hmm. God don't love us anymore than he loves you. Now you think about that. So until next time, thank you for watching. Mm -hmm. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we'll see you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.